Hola, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Just Talk with Gabe. I'm here, my sidekick is here, and so is our guest, Jojo Padron. So, make sure you grab your snacks, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And don't forget, if you're tuning in on Anchor.fm, leave me a message. You may just be featured in an upcoming show. And check out our listener feedback to see who has already been featured. Hola, Jojo. Welcome to the show. Como estas? Hey, muy bien. Thanks for having me, Gabe. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's about all I can say in Spanish. <laughs> but I'm working <laughs> Me too. Me too. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, so just uh, thank you for being on. and We really appreciate you coming on to the show, so thanks for, for coming on and sharing your knowledge with us. Oh, thank you so much. I was so honored. And obviously, you know, during, you know, somewhat quarantine here and there, uh, we got some extra time. So definitely, what's going on, guys? <laughs> Jump right into it, Mr. Gold. All right. Well, so first of all, how have you been holding up during quarantine? And what's it like doing your show from home? You know, it, it's like a 50-50 feel. It, it's kind of one of those things when it's when it first started, I was like, oh, man, this is good. I get to do the show, like, in PJs, or I, you know, don't have to shower before I go to work or something. I was like, <laughs> all right, we're going to caveman this thing. This is going to be all right. And, you know, after a couple of weeks, you're just like, all right, now I need to go to work to be able to relax because I have three kids, and uh, my parents, we take care of my parents, and then the wife, and everybody's at the house. So being a teacher, being a parent, you know, and working, you know, doing a, a three radio shows a day, social media, it's just, you're like, all right, I think I need to go to actual work to be able to relax now. Right. So, yeah. Work is like the vacation spot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now it is. Now it is. I think, they, uh, I think work did that on purpose. So they could be like, see, you wanted to leave all early back in the day, and now, well, now you're trying to get come back. So there it is. Oh, yeah. I've been told how the tables have turned. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, so. How how about you guys? How about you guys? I think we've been holding up pretty good. Yeah, I think so. This is that, well, the podcast kind of came out of quarantine. It was a random idea. We were sitting there bored. Yep. And decided to do something fun together. So now here we are. Of simplest of any kind of thought is what ends up being the most relatable and amazing uh, gift that you know we can give to either entertain or creator. So it, it's a uh, uh, the the greatest or the most randomest idea. So that that's awesome. Thank you. That is. It, it's really fun. It's been fun to kind of share this little time with him. He's um. What's his name? You're um the guy. What? What's his name? Kelly Rippa. I'm uh, Kelly Rippa, and he's – I forgot the guy's name. Ryan, Oops. Oh, Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest. There you go. <laughs> he, he's not that famous. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> so, Jojo, you've had an interesting journey in the entertainment world from working as a child actor to being a top radio personality. So tell us about your journey. Uh, well, the journey started way long ago, uh, 1986, 85. Um, I, I can recall, you know, growing up in a Cuban-American, Hispanic uh, household, 
uh, with grandparents and cousins. I mean, there was probably about, I'm going to say, at one moment in time, around 11 to 14 of us living in a uh, small two-apartment uh, duplex. And um, growing up in, in that, uh, you know, atmosphere with abuelas and everything, uh, you know, New Vision was always on. And there was a show that had just started during that time that was called Sao Gigante, little to know that it would be the longest-running uh, TV show in the world's history. Uh, wow. So, yeah, so uh, it started off in Chile, then in uh, 1985, between 84 to 85, around there, it started in uh, a little channel in Miami, Florida, with uh, Univision. And uh, I saw that they had contests. I think my brother had won, like, some kind of trophy. I have no idea doing what. He's not that <laughs> talented. But, uh, <laughs> and and I – yeah, well, no, I tell him all the time. And then – so I wanted a trophy. So then I, I saw that they had, like, some kind of contest or something. And I told my, kept telling my mom, hey, I want to go. She wouldn't listen. And I kept saying it, kept saying it. And then my grandmother said, hey, just take them, just to audition, whatever. So at school, little school plays or whatever in first grade or, like, kindergarten or something, I, I used to always uh, dance. They used to always pair me up with a girl. And uh, we went, did the uh, tryouts, got picked, and we went for the dance contest, and boom, we won. It was dancing salsa. And my mom taught me how to dance, very, very young age. And uh, it just, uh, you know, had had fun. About three months down the road, they called me back, and they I guess they were hurting for contestants. <laughs> and they were like, hey, we're calling back, see if you want to come back on. And I said, well, yeah. I was already mad. I didn't win a trophy in the first place. We won, like, cash. And at that time, it was, like, about 100 200 bucks. And, uh, and I went again, and I won again. And when I won again, I was still mad because I didn't get a trophy, and I got money. I think it was, like, 600 bucks this time. And, uh, yeah, so Menchaca, which is one of the most world-famous uh, uh, producers, it was Don Francisco's. Right hand man forever. Now this this man is probably around seven feet tall. He's the tallest Chilean guy I've ever met in the world. Wow. Uh, Guinness, yeah, he was he was huge. He came up to me and as you know, I'm not even tall now. And imagine when I was like five. And uh, he came up to me right after I won and said, Hey, would you like to be on the show? Or he told my mom actually. My mom said, Well, I don't know, ask him. He came up to me with this huge green giant and I was like, What? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, sure, why not? I'll just, I'll get to hang out. After that day, it was around seven to uh, six to seven, eight, like seven years that I was consecutively on that show, being able to travel all across uh, South America, meeting presidents, uh, meeting, you know, super huge celebrities, uh, just kind of childhood memories, running around studios. And, and uh, you know, it was a blessed uh, time. Uh, it was a different time because kids now get paid for working. Back in the day, there was no uh, child labor laws, uh, especially not in the Hispanic market, and very little still. So um, advantage of, of the kind of popularity that I had. And I never mm-hmm. talked like that, but I was, you know, probably one of the most uh, recognized uh, kids because I did a, a kid's show there. So it was uh, segments for kids. The kids say the darnest things like in Spanish. Then it was like uh, skits, like Saturday Night Live kids skits or like um, um, All About You kind of style of, of skits, right? And, right. Um, and and we did all that in judging uh, kids' contests and everything. So it was like an array of a variety show. 
um, that we were part of. And, and with that, I, I gained a lot of popularity with a tagline that I had that was, Yes, as la opinión de José Pedro Padrón, I was very passionate when I gave my opinion. And uh, that was, <laughs> it was basically just saying, that's my opinion, and that's my name. And people would love that. If I would have trademarked that puppy and put it on T-shirts and sold it at the swap meet or somewhere, uh, you know, we would have made some good cash. But uh, that that's the whole thing. Uh, back in the day, there was not that much knowledge. My parents didn't come from an entertainment background. So those are those were things that, you know, you you kind of have to open yourself up. And now as an adult, even uh, even as a teenager, I always thought big. And, and people were like, man, but you come from a, you know, middle class, poor middle class. How can you think that big? Like, I was like, well, you got to think big. If it happens smaller, that's fine. But at least you shop for big uh, right. because why, why, why not, right? So after that, um, after the show, it was kind of weird because, people don't prepare you for what happens after the the cameras turn off and, and everything, you know? So, uh, you know, back in the days, there was no iPhones. It was like a Rolodex of phone numbers where you actually had a dial, right? And there's that old saying, the Rolodex of people went away. Because once you're not on a show, per se, this is things that parents should really talk to their kids about and understand that, you know, there, there's friends, friends in the world, and then there's people that you know, and there's business acquaintances, and there's a difference that, you know, since my parents were not in an entertainment industry kind of mindset or world, didn't really know. And, and it's fun. You kind of go for the ride. But it's, I would just recommend and suggest, you know, you go to school for a year with uh, certain kids. And then the next year, you're, you're in a different class, right? And maybe you're not that much of friends anymore. Um, so at, at the same time, there, there should be that distinction where, uh, like I said, once the show was over, a lot of these people, the phone stopped ringing because you were not useful anymore. But the, the way to really uh, understand that is, A, there's certain times where you're going to meet people that are going to look like they're your friends, but they're not. They're just people in the industry that you have to realize that you, it's not you don't want to talk to them. It's just understand that they're there for business, although it may seem very friendly. Uh, and just kind of give that distinction of what's family, what's friends, and what's just work-related friends. Uh, that's one of the most important things that I think you, you really need to instill that, especially in young entertainers and, and actors and, and, and things like that. Um, but that, that's something that I would have definitely have done different. Uh, but no regrets. These are things you learn for, you know, if, if you keep going in your career. That's amazing. I actually have a question. Um, would you let your kids do the same thing you did? You know, for many, for many years, I said no. I didn't want that for them, and I think I did wrong, uh, just because you know that's not for me to dictate. You know, I, I had that opportunity, and uh, it, it went well. I, I was in a movie called The Perez Family with Marissa Tomei, Angelica Houston, Chad Palminteri. I did Spanish sitcoms after that. Um, you know, depression did uh, have a factor in certain areas of my life uh, due to the fact that I just didn't understand how, you know, the, the whole situation of you had friends and, then you, didn't, you know, there were certain people that you thought were friends weren't there anymore. That was very, uh, you know, hard for me to understand during my teenage years, right? There's no true e-Hollywood story crazy, anything like that, but you know, de depression did sink in, and, and it was a rough time for, you know, several moments uh, of my life that 
even carried on to my adulthood, right? So for my kids, I said no, but now they're gaining this huge interest in it. And, and you know, they, they're not afraid of the camera, and they have different interests in it. So it's something that I would support them. It's something that I'd let them know uh, that this is something that if you have fun, do it. It's just like a recreational sport. Mm-hmm. Um, just if you're going to go into it, make sure you don't have any regrets. If you, if you really want to go into this, it's kind of like LeBron and all these kids. Like my son wanted to play basketball, and I love him, but he just picked up a basketball. I was like, yeah, I'll make the team. I was like, dude, you got to practice. You got to mm-hmm. work at your craft. So if you look at Jordan, you look at the greats in sports, Tiger Woods, and you keep going, you know, Larry Bird, all these people, they practice day and night, and they lived and breathed it. So you have to understand that the craft of acting and, and all this is the same thing. You have to live it. And now it's through social media, through your channels, through your stuff, and your craft keeps getting better and better and better. That's, so as kind of like a parent, would you tell your your own kids and everyone else that acting or whatever kind of, you know, thing, it's not a hobby. It's actually a job. And should they treat it like that? You you have to pick and choose what it is that you um, – it's just really up to the child. Okay. When it comes to when it comes to that, it's really up to the child. You as a parent, if you see something special in them that you think that would that that they're really good at something, or you got to remember, parents, we think our kids are like amazing at everything. Some have a good eye to be like, no, you're not that good at that. You know, I don't want to discourage you, but maybe you might be better at this. Um, the thing is, if, if the child has a passion for it and you guide them in a friendly and, and uh, good atmosphere, it's just like, like, like for sports. If kids have a, a good background and they love playing sports and they're having fun at it, they keep playing it for the rest of their life. Now, it, when acting becomes a drag and they don't want to do it anymore, then that's when you just got to pull that cord. Uh, for them at least, until they get a little bit older and understand if that's something that they want to get back into, then go right ahead. Uh, but uh, uh, if if you are going to get into acting seriously, this is something that needs to be taken seriously as far as, yes, you, you have to craft this as a career, as an art uh, once you get into it. Again, though, it's... It, it, for me, I've always had the most success when I have fun. The money will come, but you have to be prepared when the money does come and have a plan set. Mm-hmm. So you don't think just about the money, 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 how, how we're going to – you plan and say, this is what we have, and I think if it goes well, then we'll do these steps. But as of right now, let's pick – a bit, let's pick a segment, let's pick a show, let's pick whatever it is that we're going to be doing on social media or going for acting, and just, ha- and just have fun with it. If you have fun, everything will come. That's awesome. I think that's the best advice you can give to anyone. I really do. I think that's great advice. And, you know, and after, the, the hardest time that I had after an audition was the waiting, because I was never really good if someone ever told me, oh, i got a gift for you. I was like, oh, my gosh, i got to find out right now. My birthday's not until, like, two weeks. Why would you do this for me? I'm so impatient. This is horrible. <laughs> and I would just die. I was like, no, why, why would you ever? Why would you do this to me? I thought you liked me. And uh, 
And uh, I think one of the best things you could ever do is to have some kind of recreational sports or just stress-relieving exercise activity right after any audition for the next few days Uh, and not talk about it, not think about it, and that would be something to really direct the kid's mind, child's mind, away from having to wait. Are they going to get a call back? Are they not? What's going to happen? That dead time. That's one of the things I would have done differently that I started picking up as I got older uh, that I wish I would have done as a, as a kid uh, is definitely redirecting your energy uh, to something just to cover that time so that impatientness, that stress, that anxiety doesn't build into uh, a young actor's mind. That's good advice. Yeah, that's great because I'm impatient myself. Yeah. Yeah, we know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you have to understand. Uh, you have to understand whatever it is that you're kind of going through to one degree or another. I I was there, and you know that's one of those things that like, uh, like I hear you know say that right now. It's you know it, only a person that's been in that room that comes out and then waits will ever know. And it's like in any kind of profession or sport, only a person that has been in that in that position is going to know. So. Uh, definitely the, that, that tip is one of the greatest tips. If, if you don't want your child to be super anxious, that is a, a good tip. That's a very good tip. And you're right. Parents, we can help them study. We can help them go over lines and we can drive them there. But it's all up to you guys. When you go in that room, we have no idea what you're feeling, what happens in the room. And when you come out, we only believe what you tell us, you know. So that's very good advice. Yeah, and, you know, and and support is great there, but also hold the kids accountable and tell them, look, if you really want to keep doing this, then you've really got to put your effort into it because if you're not going to put your effort into it, I can't keep taking time out of my day for something that, you know, may may possibly work or not. But if you're not putting 100%, it's, you know, it's it's more than likely not going to work out. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a give and take and it's a, an agreement and, and a, a, it should be a healthy relationship, really, when it comes to this. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I have a question for you. Now, okay. you do, um, you're also a, you know, Univision radio personality and you, you have three different shows on Univision. How do you go about choosing your guests from the show and then how do you go about choosing your topics? Do you just do you have someone like a producer, or how does your show work? Well, no, see, it's more a radio. Uh, it's more music intensive and quick content, pop culture in, intensive uh, shows. And I've mostly been in either uh, Spanish pop, urban music, uh, Spanish urban, or uh, English urban. Uh, just uh, you know, just more of a. If you're from California, think about a Kiss FM or Power 106 type of uh, feel. Uh, if you're from here, Houston, uh, you know, it's Latino mix, which is uh, Latin pop urban and uh, uh, Spanish and or like box or KRBE type of thing, right? So that's always been my genre as far as when it came to music uh, as, as radio stations. As far as uh, being a producer and stuff, that was more back in the day. There's still some. I, I did mornings for many, many, many years, almost more than half of my career was doing morning shows. And there we did have producers, and you would have to be a producer as well, and interviews and things like that would kind of come your way already. 
uh, because people want to promote uh, certain things and, and artists and, and people are coming to town. As of now, it's more online social media artists and the company due to, uh, you know, just corporate rules, blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> they, they, they pick, they pick the, the guests for you. And, uh, and, and it's not so much guest intensive anymore with radio. Ever since the iPhone and smartphones and tablets and, and all kinds of different outlets started popping up, the attention span of anybody has gone just from like, you know, 20 seconds to like five seconds to like a, a half a second. And uh, people don't really, you know, go uh, on the radio anymore to do kind of interviews like that anymore. They they leave that more for for social media content where you could, you know, visualize it, see it, and uh, or podcast. Uh, you, you know, there, there's just a different section for it. Now it's just people want to hear music. People want to hear what's going on in their city. They want to know how they could get prepared, and they want to know about something cool that they could hear about that maybe they can mention to somebody else later on and, and feel and act all cool like they're super smart. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a two-time Emmy winner. Like, wow, that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, man, you know, I never thought it would happen, and uh, yeah, I really, uh, I really dug deep into – uh, this opportunity that came up within the Univision family, and uh, I was always silly, goofy, just doing fun, you know, quirky videos and stuff like that, and always working somewhat close with uh, TV on certain segments, and then one uh, producer came up to me, her name's Susie, uh, she came down from Dallas, and she said, you know, I really want to do something different here, and uh, you're the only person that comes to mind that could probably pull this off. And I want you to give news that our news anchors can't give. And I said, well, I'm the guy then because I don't do news. And uh, so they were like, all right, let's try it out. So basically it just became a uh, viral video uh, and a uh, – uh, what's the, the, daily, the daily news show? Like just kind of making fun of certain political events and mm-hmm. just funny videos and making fun of these people that were doing these videos and – and just not very bright, uh, uh, maybe um, criminals and things like that. And I, I wrote it and produced it with a camera guy, and then the producer will oversee it and okay it at the end. I got denied on a whole bunch of skits. Like, they just, they pulled the cord on a whole bunch. I, I guess I did way too crazy stuff for you to fit in at 5 and 10. Uh, this needs to be really beyond, like, another cable thing. But I get it. So, you know, it was a little bit discouraging, but I kept fighting and kept fighting. And that first year we did it, where I won Best uh, Lone Star Emmy for Best Entertainment uh, Segment as a crew and Best uh, Host of the Year of any entertainment segment, no matter the uh, language. So that was very, 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 just a, a, an amazing moment in my career that I could share with my wife and with my kids and and they saw that the hard work, the long hours of me just writing and producing and grabbing the material and basically doing, you know, a lot of the meat, giving it to the camera guy for him to, you know, master edit everything and then give it to the producer as a team to okay everything. It, it was a lot of work, especially when you're, you know, kind of kind of doing it on your own. That's true. Looks like you got that trophy after all. I got the trophy. It took like it took like I don't know how many brrr, years, but anyways. Uh, but you got, I got it. Got it. Too. I got it. I got it. I got it. I was biting it. I was like, I thought they were made out of gold, so I was biting it. I was like, ooh, maybe I could. 
I'll keep the angel, but I'll sell the globe one day or something. But no, it's, they're not gold. Oh, man. I think they're I think they're plated they're plated gold but it's cool they they stay shiny and that's all good see I have three kids now so one of my goals is to at least hopefully at one point or another in my career win another one uh, <laughs> so that I could leave one of these trophies one of these bad boys to all three of my kids but I think one of them is gonna have to get gypped or they're gonna have to break one apart so we'll find <laughs> out. I told Gabe if he ever wins something like that, the She's first one, it. I'm going to take She's it. I'm going to just sneak in his house and take it. He's going to steal it. Go. Hide he, it. He, he saw a shotgun. First dibs. Yes, exactly. I got dibs. <laughs> You've had a long and rewarding career. What has been the highlight of that? Oh, man, the highlight, there's so many highlights. It just uh, it goes in every type of era, I think. You know, every uh, – there's going to be super highs and there's going to be super lows. And, you know, thank God I've had more highs and lows. And, you know, you, you got to be prepared for the lows. That's what I really want to talk about because the highs are great. Um, the, the, there's been times where I've met amazing stars and I've met and I've been able to hang out with just artists left and right. But really, truly, some of the best parts of my career have just been the long life friendships that I've made with certain people, not everyone, certain people in my career that really just bring that, that happiness, that joy, uh, whenever you think about radio, you know, um, uh, uh, my family, my kids, you know, my wife, certain moments that I've been able to share with them, you know, whether it was taking my kids for the first time on stage or doing something with them or just opportunities that I've been able to share with them because of this career that not many people get to, to live, they, to a certain extent, understand that it's pretty cool and that it's different. But since they've grown up with it, sometimes they get spoiled because I remember I bought some tickets for, like, a show sometime. And they're like, we don't have front row? Like, what happened? And I was like, are you serious right now? I was like, are you serious right now? I was like, no. I was like, I'm buying you the back of the whole arena every time from now on. So, um, oh no, yeah. So yeah, they they were just they thought it was normal for us to be able to have like either front row or backstage access to certain things because due to work you, you get to have those and uh, uh, not not for pleasure but to go work and they are they're like oh they were just expecting that so that that was a weird part but as far as highlights it's just being able to help. Uh, I definitely help friendships, uh, events with family that I've been able to, to have in, in, in my life through my career. But definitely one of the biggest things is when you have this kind of outlet and you have this kind of power to be able to be an advocate or pick certain areas that you really want to focus on and help others, that's going to be one of the biggest keys and, and just a, an amazing thing you could leave for as a legacy, Right. Right. Uh, not not do it just to do it, but do it because you genuinely care and uh, has no money attached to it, but it does have, like, hearts and lives and, and uh, uh, you know, an issue that you feel needs to get fixed, and uh, you, you fight for that. And that gives you the, uh, a reason. Sometimes we lose that motivation, that reason, but you, you'll gain it back whenever that time needs to, ha- needs to happen. That's true. That is true. Yeah. So you have interviewed a bunch of cool people, as you said, but what has been the strangest show you've done to date? Man, you know, I've had so many that they they kind of get lost. <laughs> but <laughs> um, 
I, you know, I hate putting people out there, uh, so I'm not. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you the funniest thing. Some of the biggest stars are the most humbling and super cool people. And some of the stars that were kind of cool at a certain moment but aren't that cool anymore or relevant are the worst to interview and super divas. Because they just automatically, yeah, they automatically, or, or even artists that haven't even really made it yet, certain certain of them are just horrible to interview. They have just ridiculous demands. Their attitude is horrible. And, yeah, that that's what I've noticed. So super, super huge stars, super humble for the most end. And, and you get a lot of these new upcoming stars that, a lot of them are cool, but you get some that you're just like, are you kidding me right now? You haven't even been to the corner, and you're acting this way. <laughs> or, wow. or or one of the old school, yeah, some of the old school artists or something that, you know, kind of had like a one-hit wonder or something, and they're trying to make it back. They, yeah, super divish. Those are the worst kind of interviews, and I'm just like, ah, oh, it's so awkward. How do you pull that off? Like, like how do you? do that without losing your sanity or something. Yeah. I, You know, I ask myself that every single time I end one of those, so I don't know. It just happens. So you kind of go into a blank. Um, there, there's somewhere, you know, I, I like to talk a lot of mess, so I start talking some mess sometimes in the hopes that it ends quickly um, <laughs> and start acting, asking some really inappropriate, weird questions myself in, in hopes that we could end it and wrap it up. But, um but yeah, you know what? Just one of the funniest things that I felt bad afterwards was we did a prank call to uh, Eric Estrada. We he was calling in because he was on some kind of show, some reality show that I forgot. Uh-huh. And I we did this character voice and we just kept messing with him, and I felt bad because <laughs> he he got really crazy with us. I mean, he got really mad, and uh, and it was funny. But afterwards, I was like, oh, I should have never done that to Punch. And uh, Poncharelli from Chips, yeah. So right. um, other than that, you know, it's uh, it's just having fun with interviews. That's cool. Oh, I remember he was in that one novela. What is it? Uh, Dos Mujeres, Un Camino? Yeah, so we just started messing around asking him about old school stuff. And for a good long time, he was, like, selling some kind of, like, swamp land in Florida. And um, <laughs> I, I, think, I think I made up that, like, my father-in-law bought one of those plots and, like, his house sunk or something. And. It was just, it was like, he was like, no, no, I don't have anything. And we just kept messing with him from, like, every single angle possibly that you could rip on uh, <laughs> Poncharelli there. Poor and, uh, yeah, he Yeah, poor Ponch. He, he, he had to take it. Um, but it, he was a good sport afterwards, sort of, I think, I hope. Awesome. That's yeah. cool. Well, we are going to take a small commercial break, guys. Yep. And, Jojo, would you join us after commercial? Yeah, man, I'm I'm hanging out for a little bit. Uh, I'm I'm we're in quarantine. We're hanging out. <laughs> awesome, awesome. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Thank you so much for listening to that message from our sponsor. If you haven't downloaded the Anchor app, go ahead and please do so and start making your podcast today. All right, everybody, welcome back. Um, we're gonna get to the fun questions now. I like the fun questions. Right, so Jojo. What is your oh yeah? What is your favorite city? Favorite city? Uh, man, I got so many favorite cities. I live across like I've lived across 
um, uh, like the, the United States. So I was born and raised in Miami. So certain things that I love to do in Miami. Um, I love California. I love Los Angeles. And I love Houston. Phoenix was cool. I lived in Phoenix for six years. It was too hot. And I think people, I think people live in Phoenix, um, you, I think you get a little bit of like heat stroke forever. And it affects your brain a little bit. And I tried to leave a couple of times, but the heat stopped me. And okay. it was so brutal. So I think people try to escape Phoenix, but they really can't because of the heat. And that's, it's an evil weapon that Phoenix has. Uh, but no, it's, it's beautiful. It's nice. Uh, Albuquerque, I was there for a year. It's so beautiful. There's nothing to do after 20 minutes. But the food is amazing. And uh, Miami and Los Angeles and Houston are definitely my favorite. I have to vote for Miami and Los Angeles and Houston, too. Yeah, I love Miami. I yeah, think I know why so. I'm Phoenix now. <laughs> why? You just said it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> so. Phoenix, Phoenix is cool for, like, you know, three days. And uh, after that, you're, you're going to, yeah, you're going to want to, you don't want to be there in the summer, that's for sure. Uh-oh. <laughs> so no, no trip to Phoenix. Got it. Okay. <laughs> not, not, not in the summer. Winter times are beautiful. Any other time is beautiful. Not the summer. <laughs> what is your favorite food? Favorite food, I love home-cooked food. I love uh, Cuban cuisine that my mom makes and my, wife, uh, my wife's uh, Mexican food. So my wife is uh, born here, Mexican parents. So that whole Q-mix uh, cuisine mix, I love. And my favorite, no, my favorite dinner is Thanksgiving. Like, wow. we we celebrate that Thanksgiving type of style every once in a while. Even for my birthday, I'll be like, we're going to have a pre-Thanksgiving, like, stuffing, turkey, you know, the the whole little shebang. I love that. Oh, that's neat. I don't like turkey, though. I like turkey. I know. I, I love There's a weird one that always asks for a ham. Yeah, I'm the weird one. I always ask for oh. ham for Thanksgiving. I know. I just, every. Everything's good. Everything's good. And we add white rice and black beans to everything that we do, so it's all good. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. What's your favorite movie? Man, I don't have a favorite movie. It's whatever makes me laugh or gets me all... I like suspenseful movies, and I love funny movies. And then some of the dramas and stuff, they're okay. I'll I'll take those. Uh, But suspenseful is, like, amazing. My wife says I jump. And I get all kind of anxious everywhere, and um, <laughs> and fight scenes. But I but comedy move comedy. There's nothing like laughing. I love laughter. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Okay, so what is your favorite TV show? TV show right now, man. It, it's with streaming. You kind of like go through a whole show and then you move on. But right now, right. I'm sad to say my novella is uh, one that's on ABC, which I thought was pretty cool because I had never seen something too like it. It's called The the Baker and the Beauty and the Baker, Baker and the Beauty, something like that. Oh, I know that. Yeah. I love it, man. It is. Uh, I love it because it takes place in Miami, and I know the cultural part of it, and just the whole dynamics of it I just think is, uh, is pretty cool. Uh, but I'm a huge documentary buff, so I'm watching all these, alien documentaries going on right now on Netflix and Amazon, so I'm, like, <laughs> loving loving all of those. But, yeah, we went through all the shows, like uh, Saving, uh, Raising Dion. We went through, uh, you know, the um, 
uh, Joe Exotic, uh, Tiger King. <laughs> we went through just all the norms that everyone's gone through right now through uh, uh, quarantine. Yeah, by the time quarantine's over, I'm pretty sure half the population will have finished Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> like Netflix well, done. yeah. And there's no filming going on right now, so I think we're going to have to go right back to reading more books. So, yeah. <laughs> That's true. That is true. I think you came up with this question. Okay. I did. So, I like this question. It's fun. You are going to have a Zoom birthday party. Who is the one guest that you would want to attend? The one guest that I would love to attend by through Zoom? Uh-huh. Like a Zoom birthday party because we can't quite get together yet. And so you have to have a Zoom birthday party. So who is the one guest that you want to pop up on screen? Man, you know, the – good Lord. You know, I got, really, I, got, I got a really good buddy of mine. Yeah, I, I know it could be anybody, but it has to be somebody that's meaningful to me. It's a good buddy of mine, Joe. My brother's going to hate me, but I love my brother. But if it's going to be a party, it's going to be Joe because I I, he's one of the people that I've been able to have some of the best uh, talks with. Um, and, we, you know, we always just have a, a, a great time. As far as, like, an artist goes, man, I think it would be Jay Baldwin, dude. Like, he's such a cool vibe. Him or Bad Bunny. Uh, they just have, like, an amazing vibe and, and just uh, – you know, really do genuinely good and 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 just uh, their music and everything is just it's some of my favorite. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Okay, if you could only take five things to a desert island, what would they be? Why does it have to be Phoenix? I mean, a desert island. Um, <laughs> five things that I would take with me. Oh. Um. Definitely, okay, let's see here. Definitely some chocolate, even though it's going to melt the heck out of it. Um, I love root beer, chocolate, and desert island. Definitely water would have to take. And I definitely would have to take, oh, man, some deodorant because it's going to be hot. Uh, (laughs) And uh, let me see, and a hat because I ain't got no hair. So I don't know if five marks there. It's gonna be odd. It's gonna be a very weird time in the desert if I just bring that. Believe me. <laughs> I know I say this all the time whenever I ask this question to people, and no one seems to pick a boat. Like, just get a boat so you can leave. You can come back. Oh, desert island. Well, you, you know, you just kind of want to get away sometimes for a while. Yeah. That's, true. That's true. I mean, if it's Phoenix, you can just take a plane, but. <laughs> Oh, I see. I for, I completely forgot it was like a desert island. I thought it was just like a remote desert area. So my bad. No, no, no it's, it's fine. a it's desert. Fine. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. You're like in the middle of the ocean. I know. Like I would have died. I I would have died there. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so by the time this is over, you're probably gonna have some new fans. So what is one thing you want your new fans to know about you? One thing. Um, I could move my ears. That is an amazing talent that uh, my employer has not known. No, just kidding. Um, (laughs) One one thing that I'd like them to know is I just I love to have fun and I love to entertain and uh, I'd love to meet I'd love to meet them and uh, I love responding to messages on Instagram, Facebook. It's uh, at J O J O A L 
A-I-R-E, Jojo Alaire. And, uh, you know, come check it out. Check out the videos. I always include my kids and include uh, just fun artists. And uh, and I'm always posting. So, yeah. That's cool. If you weren't doing what you're doing now, what would you be doing instead? I wasn't doing what I'm doing now. Um, Probably working with, like, customizing cars or – uh, some kind of agency, uh, ad agency, or, or um, just real estate, cars, and uh, woodworking. But I, I really enjoy just creating content. So I don't know if, if it's the same as what I'm doing now, like over there on radio and stuff like that. Definitely probably have some kind of like ad advertising agency or something that has to do still with it because I just enjoy it so much. Great. Before we go, I have one last question for you. What's next for JoJo? Man, I didn't plan this far, so I'm asking myself <laughs> the same question. It's crazy because when I was young, I'd like, think about just like, oh, when I get to 30-something, 30, I'm, I'm going to be 40 this year. And I didn't plan this far, so I don't know. So I have to start sketching out some kind of stuff out. So, uh <laughs> You know, it's that it's that point where you know you got kids and certain different responsibilities, so it's not as easy. So what I can tell anybody and everyone is, before you have kids, uh, when you're in your 20s and teens and early 20s and early 30s, make as many mistakes as possible and just try out as many things as possible and just be super, super just. Uh, brave and, and just go out there and, and just try everything and anything out. And the only other thing that I would say is always take a little bit of money and put it towards retirement. Uh, since you start working from 15 or 18, just put money away. doesn't mean you have to have a career yet. doesn't mean it's not. It could only be 20 bucks to just start a retirement plan um, and then just go crazy when you're young. And then that way, when you get older and work really hard, when you get older, it's, it'll be a lot easier. That's good advice. That's good advice. I think we can leave it on that. I think that's a well, great point to leave it on. Thank you for being on the show. Hey, thank is. you, too. Uh, bless you guys. And uh, I had a fun time. And uh, take care. and Wash your hands. Thank you all so much for listening. Special thanks to our guest, Jojo Padron. He gave us some really great advice. I hope you all were listening. And, yeah, that's pretty much everything. Let us know what you think about the show, and don't forget to tune in next time. Adios, y'all.